mountains are still being moved. Hello, and welcome to Raising the Standard with Pastor Owen Moody of the Richmond House of Prayer in Richmond, Kentucky. You're invited to join us each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for an anointed full-length message from Pastor Moody. After the message, we'll be back to let you know how you can contact us. On this podcast, Pastor Moody brings us a message entitled, Spring Up, O Well. His scripture text will be taken from the book of Numbers, chapter 21, verses 16 and 17. Here now... Pastor Moody.
everybody. Let's all stand together if you're glad to be in the house of the Lord. So good to see everybody this morning. Glad you're here. Thank you so much for choosing to worship with us today. Turn around to your neighbor you haven't spoken to yet and just give them a wave. Tell them you're glad to see them. They might not have seen a smile yet this morning, so go ahead and be the first person to smile at them. Hallelujah. something to be thankful for this morning. You got something to praise the Lord for? Amen. That's what we've come to do this morning. We've come to worship him. We've come to give him glory because he alone is worthy. Not out of tradition, not just because it's our religious duty to give him glory on Sunday morning. How many know he really, really deserves it in our lives? Amen. No matter what, he still deserves the glory. He still deserves the honor. Let's give him a clap and a shout of praise. Can we turn? Oh, you deserve it. You deserve it, Jesus. Put those hands together and help us worship this morning.
mercy when I didn't deserve it. Thank you, Jesus. We've come to bless him. Oh, there's victory in your praise this morning. Oh, when I move my body, when I move my feet, when I open my mouth, then the darkness flees. When I move my body, when I move my feet, when I open my mouth, then the darkness flees. When I move my body, when I move my feet, when I open my mouth, then the darkness flees. When I move, when I move my feet, when I open my mouth, then the darkness flees. When I move my body, when I move my feet, when I open my mouth, then the darkness flees. When I move my body, when I move my feet, when I open my mouth, then the
on resurrection morning. Come on, somebody praise him. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Go right ahead. Thank you, Jesus. We were singing, when I move my body, when I move my feet. Thank you, Jesus. That just kept going over my spirit and I took a trip back in time to 1995. I went to Israel for the first time. Sister Moody and I were standing down by what they call the Wailing Wall. Now you got to understand, to the Orthodox Jews, the Wailing Wall is one of the confirmed most holy sites in all of Judaism. And I would watch those Orthodox Jews stand there before that Wailing Wall. And other people, Americans like myself, would be down there sticking little prayers in the cracks between the rocks written down on paper. And I'd watch these Orthodox Jews, you know, the guys with the black suits and the black hats and black ring curls hanging out from under their, under their hat and they'd be praying and while they was praying they was moving their feet while they was praying they was moving their arms they was moving their bodies and I watched that for a while and finally I couldn't stand it no more and I asked the tour guide I said why do they do that he said you're a Pentecostal preacher and you don't know I said no I don't know my first trip man I'm a tourist here now and he said, because they understand when you pray, when you worship, you do it with your whole spirit, your soul, your mind, 
and your body. Can you say amen? And we're standing there. When I move my body. When I move my body. Oh, come on, somebody. And then I thought, ain't no grave going to hold my body down. <laughs> I saw when Jesus healed the, the, or the, when Peter and John healed the lame man at the temple gate, your Bible said he came up leaping and praising. Come on, somebody. The power of God touched him. He came up leaping and praising. I dare he touched somebody and say he moved his body. He moved his feet and he ran into the temple praising God. Can you say amen? When Jesus went to the tomb of Lazarus, he'd been dead four days. Are you hearing me? I was dead 25 years before he raised me. Come on, before I got saved. And when he raised Lazarus and he came up, Brittany, from that they say 13 steps down in that tomb, up to the top of it, wrapped up like a mummy. He had to hop up the steps, I guess, if the Holy Ghost didn't carry him up the steps, raised from the dead. And when he got out of the tomb, how many knows what Jesus said? Jesus said, Lucy, let him go untie him, get his hands loose, get his feet loose. And I just feel like this morning that if we just get to the place where we just get loose, we get our hands loose, we get our feet loose, we get our bodies loose. We start worshiping God with what we got. And ain't no grave gonna hold my body down. But I'm gonna tell you right now, ain't no discouragement, no depression, no problems, no worries, no what I'm gonna have for dinner after church today is over, gonna keep me from praising Him, from worshiping Him with my feet, with my hands, with my voice. Come on, my praise is a weapon. I can say it, my dance is a weapon. Hallelujah. Sometimes my, my grandkids kind of laugh at me because the music gets going and I get up here and I get to doing this and they kind of laugh at me. Well, you go ahead and laugh. You do it your way. I'm going to do it my way. Somebody help me. I come to praise Him. I said I come to praise Him. Jesus lifted high is my goal this morning. Woo. Hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. God's alive. <laughs> and so am I. Come on and praise His name. Come on, come on and bless Him. Help us sing it, church. Come on, come on and bless Him. Come on and praise His name. Come on, come on and bless Him. Come on and bless Him. Come on, come on and bless Him. Come on and praise His name. Come on, come on and bless Him. Come on and bless Him. Jesus, feel it, I, Jesus, feel it, I. 
Son of God is in dark. 
victorious let me believe that today he's alive thank you Jesus I want to tell you that uh, Dylan usually does this but I want to mention the giving you can give today in the receptacles here or in the foyer or you can give online or you can at uh, the church center app you can text any amount to 84321 you can also go online to rhopgiving.com give that way and it's important that we be faithful you know the Bible said it's required of stewards and we're stewards of everything that God's gave us then say suggested it but he said it's required of us that we be found faithful and that means in service in our tithing in our giving and uh, Bonnie Sinners passed away and you know I was preparing to do his service and the Lord spoke to me and said, this is what I want you to preach. I want you to preach what does God require. And I began to look at the life of Lonnie Sinners, a man with very limited education, fifth or sixth grade. He had rheumatic fever, rheumatic heart when he was a child and was sick and couldn't go to school. Back then they didn't push it too much. 
grew up hard. And when Lottie was a sinner, he was a full-blown, wide-open sinner. He drank. He was in the car racing, which is not a sin, but I mean that, that lifestyle around that racetrack was rough. He, he fought. He'd done everything he was big enough to do. And I've heard the stories. But when Lottie got saved, he got saved full-blown and wide-open. That he was faithful to God. Hello, you hearing me? I said he was faithful. What does the Lord require of you? To walk humbly, do justly, and love mercy. And that was Lonnie. And uh, this week, one of the neighbors over here was talking to me. And he said, I miss my old buddy that was mowing the yard. said, what happened to him? And I told him Lonnie had passed away. And it grieved him. And he said he'd always take time to stop and talk to me. And Lonnie talked to him about the Lord. The man's not saved. It touched him. Are you hearing me? We need to be faithful to God. I don't normally just go like this, but, you know, sometimes people, they tithe a while and they quit a while. And, uh, you know, I've said this, just because the church has been shut down, our responsibility hasn't. So we make these possibilities for you to continue giving. And let's just bless the Lord. Amen. How many knows it's, it's more blessed to give? And God loves a cheerful giver. Isn't that amazing? And, uh, you know, I was in church one time years ago in a Pentecostal church, and the pastor got up and he said, well, we want to hate to interrupt and do this, but said, we got to get this offering out of the way. And I thought, man, you're crazy. That's just a continuation of worship. That's why if you, I don't know why I'm saying this, if you read the Bible in that Old Testament, read it. Leviticus, the book of the law about those offerings, they were just a, a continuation of worship and, and methods to bring you closer to God. Is that alright? So let's, let's remember that. That's it. Seed to the sower, bread to the eater. Praise God. And he's happy to be in the house of God. Hallelujah. I gotta tell you this. Two days this week, I, Friday evening and Saturday, yesterday, I went into a home that darkness had invaded, that a man was demon-possessed. They called me to come. The woman was frantic. And I went into that, into that home Friday evening. As soon as I walked in, this demon manifested, and it was strong. And on the way out there, I'd said... You know, this, Jesus said, this kind comes but by prayer and fasting. And I walked in with, a man, you know, with, a, with an attitude. I was just going to survey the situation. This thing manifested. There I was in a full-blown battle with the devil, taking authority over it. I could tell it to shut up, and it shut up. I could tell him who I was. It would quiet down. I'd call the name of Jesus. And I'd think it was over, and then it manifested again. This went on for a long time. And uh, I had responsibilities. I had a wedding rehearsal in Somerset. So finally I left there. And that demon still controlling that man. And I left there, man, thinking, this ain't right. This is, this is not how it works. So by the time I just, I just kept praying, I did the wedding rehearsal. On the way back home the other night, I just called on God yesterday. And I went out there yesterday. When I went in, before I went in, the Lord spoke to me. And he said, this kind comes by prayer and fasting. 
And I started to say, God, but I haven't had the opportunity to pray and fast. And the Lord spoke to me and said, you fasted 21 days to start this year off. I said, I did. And he said, you fasted other days up till now. I said, I did. And he said, I'll honor what you've done if you'll honor what I've done. She ought to my high. So I walked into this demon-possessed man. This thing takes over his body. He's gritted his teeth till he's broke his teeth out. I'm talking about this thing blew him up till he looked like some kind of a creature. I started rebuking that devil and it spoke to me and said, I can do this all day. I said, no, you can't because you're defeated today. And I said, you're coming out in the name of Jesus. And Brother Anthony, every time I'd rebuke him, he'd get weaker and he'd get weaker and he'd get weaker. And finally it got to a point I said, I command you in the name of Jesus and I bind you in chains and cast you down to darkness and he came out. And that man got set free. Are you hearing me? Glory to God. Glory to God. And one of the things that he said, it was over. I got him up. He'd been laying on a couch for three days and wouldn't even get up. I set him up. He said, I broke a tooth. He said, I'm so sore. My muscles were this thing that just blew me up. Blew him up. And I prayed for him and God relieved the pain. And he was sitting there and all of a sudden he said, man, I can breathe again. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let me know what I'm talking about. I mean, this just ain't in Africa. Come on now, we're in America now. And this thing's real. And you know what broke the power of this spirit? This is what I want to tell you. God said, I'll honor what you've done if you'll honor what I've done. I looked him in the face and I said, we're going to the cross right now. And this thing's growling at me. I said, we're going to Calvary's cross. And I'm pointing you to the blood which flowed down to set this man free he screamed like I'd kicked him in the gut not the man, the devil, are you hearing me and after that it was over (laughs) the power of the cross can you say amen the blood that flows so I'm pretty happy this morning I hope you are too God told me to tell you you don't have any problems if you'll honor what he's done he'll honor what you've done He'll heal you. He'll set you free. Come on, somebody. The wounds that you have emotionally, God wants to heal you today. And I just feel like telling somebody that God wants to heal you physically. There's no power greater than the power of the name of Jesus. Amen. Man, the songs were perfect this morning. When Jesus is lifted high, are you hearing me? All of hell has to fall at his feet. Give God praise, would you? Amen. Give him praise. I want you to go with me to Numbers again, to the book of Numbers, this time to chapter 21. And I want to read just two verses in verses 16 and 17. Numbers 21. Verses 16 and 17, if you'd stand with me. For the word of God. Hallelujah. The Bible said, and from thence they went to Beer, which is Shidom, which literally translates a whale or the whale. And it says, that is the well whereof the Lord spoke to Moses and said, gather the people together and I will give them water. Now, I want you to catch this. God just said, I'm going to give you water. Every other time when they needed water, they started grumbling 
They started complaining. They started moaning. They started wishing they were still in Egypt. God did everything to them he could do trying to get them to open their eyes, including send snakes in to bite them. But this time God says, I'm going to give you water, and Israel begins to sing. Mm. Somebody say they begin to worship. Are y'all with me? They begin to praise and worship just because they heard the word that God said, I'm going to give you water. Then Israel sang this song, and they said, spring up, O well. Spring up, O well. And then it says, sing you unto it. That's not a real good translation. What it really means is, sing it, children. <laughs> That's what it means. Sing it, man. Spring up, O well. God said it. Sing it. Hallelujah. And watch it happen. I'm going to preach for a few minutes on spring up, O well. How many is ready? For, I feel the Lord. How many is ready for you, the well to spring up in you? Ready for Jesus told the woman at the well, he said, everybody that believes on me, he said, if you drink the water of Jacob's well, you'll thirst again. But the water that I give you will be a well of water of life springing up to everlasting life. Jesus said in John chapter 7, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. Talking about the Holy Hallelujah. Amen. Spring up, oh well. Father, thank you for your word, for your goodness and grace. Bless us today to preach. Let your will be done. We'll give you all the glory in the name of the Lord. Amen. You can be seated. Praise God. Sometimes the lessons that God wants us to learn are very difficult for us to grasp and even harder for us to submit to once we've heard it. The lesson in these two verses was that Israel had came to a realization that nothing else satisfies the soul like the presence of God. Moses knew it. He had illustrated it. He demonstrated it. And God used water to represent the presence of the Lord, the Spirit of God. He always does. So many times, water represents the presence of the Lord. And I, I begin to think like this. It said they went to Beer, which is Shidem, which, which translates, as I said, a well. And how many of you have ever been extremely thirsty? I mean to the place of being desperately thirsty and have nothing to quench that thirst. When you get that way, I found that soda pop won't do it. People have found out that liquor won't do it, beer won't do it, wine won't do it. Can you say amen? But there's no thirst quencher. I don't care what Gatorade advertises. Can you say amen? That's as effective as water. In the time of real physical thirst, nothing satisfies like water. And uh, in the same way our souls become thirsty, they, they need a, we need a drink. There's, our souls do from the well of the water of life that Jesus spoke of. We need the Lord, amen, in these times of trouble. Nothing else satisfies. Nothing else will do. Nothing else heals like the presence of God. Nothing delivers like the presence of God. In his presence, bondages are broken. I mean, we've sang the songs around here for years, and while half the people's grumbling because they're new songs, we've sung things like, I hear chains falling. Glory by Shatai. I want to tell you, have you ever heard chains falling while you were worshiping? Come on, anybody, help me out, preach with me this one. Have you ever felt chains fall off while you were worshiping? 
just when you got in the presence of God and it seemed like everything was closing in on you, suddenly there was a breakout and a breakthrough while you were worshiping God. And uh, so God has made us aware and made me aware too often that uh, we are in want when we're thirsty, we're dry, we're dying spiritually simply because we don't worship. And my heart cries out, spring up, oh well. Israel, when you start thinking about this, all the complaints of life, all the things they complained about. Moses said, they weary me. God said, they weary me. How many ever get weary with complaints? Weary of negative uh, speaking. I started to say negative Nancys, but there might be a Nancy here. <laughs> you, you get weary of, of grumbling. I've said before, sometimes people are grumbly hateful instead of humbly grateful. And uh, we, all you hear is that something's wrong. These things, frankly, they, they weary me and they anger God. I can prove that by the scripture. They're, uh, they're, they, they're a statement of doubt as to God's power to deliver. When they grumbled and complained against God, we'd have been better off to stay in Egypt. They would say, God has brought us into this wilderness to die. And I read those things and I kind of shake my head and say, how in the world could they do that after God brought them out of the Red Sea? And I heard the Holy Spirit shake me and said, how do you do it? I said, what? He said, I brought you through the blood. I brought you through the new birth. I birthed you into a new life. And God said to me, I've heard you complain. I've heard you walk the floor and wring your hands and say, when's God going to move? Am I ever going to come? Come on, somebody. Does anybody hear what I'm telling you? I'm telling you that, that sometimes we weary God by the way we talk, by the way we complain, by the way we prophesy the negative stuff over us. How many knows that, you're, that the power of life and death is in your tongue? What you say is what you are or what you're going to be at least. Amen. And so God began to uh, uh, touch me with this. And that's that's why the scripture says we'll give account for every idle word. I, I yesterday I was in the car and uh, I had my my, my uh, 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 radio on. Thank you, Lord, whatever that thing is on XM. And uh, and I was listening to uh, to the message and and they did a throwback. They played Toby Mac singing "Speak Life." And I remember one morning some years ago, I was up kind of early. I don't remember what was going on in the country, but for some reason, I wanted to watch the news and I flipped on to Fox News because I don't watch the depressing channels. And uh, I was flipped over to Fox News to see what was going on and get a take of what was happening. And suddenly they said, today we have a treat for you. And they introduced Toby Mack. And there he stood with his little hat on, his little weird glasses and weird clothes. And all of his group was with him. And he started singing Speak life. And by the time he got done, I was on my feet saying, yeah, yeah, come on, somebody. I want to tell you, we need to learn that God has a plan for our life. He exposed America to one of the greatest truths that they could ever hear. Quit saying, I'm dying. Quit saying, I'm trying to get a cold. Quit saying, everything's falling apart. Quit saying, the nation's going to hell. Quit saying that the things that are happening now are going to destroy the country. But stand up, begin to speak life. Begin to prophesy that God is God is God. Spring up, oh well, hallelujah. Give him praise if you would. The Bible said by faith Enoch, in Hebrews 11 and 5, by faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death. Say this, I'm not going to see death. 
Well, it's about three of you. Say it again. I'm not going to see death. I'm going on with Jesus just the same. You want to look at somebody that's dead already? I'm dead. I've already died. Did all the dying I'm going to do. I died to sin. I died to who I was. I've been born again. I'm a new creature. And Jesus said, if you live and believe in me, you will never die. Well, we've watched our loved ones die. No, we watched them that had Jesus step over, hallelujah, to the greater part of life. And he said he was translated that he should not see death and was not found because he had been, God had translated him. And the reason was before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Verse six said, but without faith, it is impossible to please God. Faith does not say I've got arthritis. Faith does not say I've got a failing heart. Faith does not say I've got cancer. Come on, somebody. The doctor may say it, but glory to God, I can say by faith, by his stripes, I am healed. Now, this has been a week of miracles for me, of a move of God. Earlier this week, uh, I got up, uh, I guess, early in the Monday or so, and I had like a, a sinus infection or something. By the time Wednesday got here, I was feeling terrible, and the devil started saying, you got the COVID again. I said, I can't have the COVID again because they tell me you can't get it again. And uh, I was just praying, but I just kept you know, feeling terrible, terrible. So I, I called the doctor, and, and uh, the doctor, the, well, they called me back, a nurse practitioner, and she said, well, we, you you don't have the COVID. We don't believe you have the COVID. I said, well, glory to God. And they said, but we want you to come in and have a blood test. We want to check you for the antibodies to the COVID and make sure that you're okay and to see if you do have the COVID. So they were saying you don't, but you could have. Hello. And I said, in the name of Jesus, I don't and I can't have. And so it went on, you know, a few hours later or a few days later, and finally they called me. I think it was Friday. They called me. I was outside burning some stuff where we're working back here. And Gail came to the door hollering and said, you got to come to the phone. They need you. I went to the phone. And they said, uh, Mr. Moody, this, this woman's a nurse practitioner. She said, I've got bad news. I said, what's the bad news? She said, you've got the COVID. And uh, she said, safe number. I see somebody freaking out right now. It gets better. Hold on. Uh, from, safe numbers are from zero to point nine nine. And she said, you're at 153. She said, you're, she said you're, you're so high. She said, you're dangerous to be in the world. Amen. The way she made it sound. And I thought, dear God, what do I do? She said, well, you need to quarantine. I said, okay. I said, I've got, I started, you know, after I hung up, I said, I told Gail, I said, I got a wedding rehearsal this evening and I got a wedding tomorrow. And she said, you got to go. I said, I can't go. I said, I ain't going over and make a bunch of people sick. I said, I, I ain't going to do that. That's irresponsible. I said, I'll have to call Dylan or somebody to go do the wedding or Nick or somebody. I said, I'm not doing it. And uh, so all of a sudden the spirit of God moved and, and Sister Moody rose up and said, the devil is a liar. She said, I rebuke this in the name of Jesus. She said, whoa, shot on a whole time. She said, something is wrong with what they're doing. You do not have the COVID. And I'm saying, I don't feel like I did when I had the COVID. I don't have any of the symptoms that I had when I had the COVID. I'm not sick like I was when I had the COVID. Are you hearing me? And uh, so all of a sudden, while we're having this discussion, and she's going off in the spirit, rebuking everything under the sun. Are you hearing me? And about that time, the phone rings, my, my cell phone rings. I answer it. It's the same nurse from the doctor's office. She said, Brother Moody, she didn't call me Mr. Moody. She said, Brother Moody? I said, yes. She said, I made a mistake. <laughs> Hallelujah. <clears throat> she said, I made a mistake. I said, what do you mean? She said, I took this into the doctor and said, I started reading it to him. He said, give me that. Let me look at that. Said, he read it and he said, these are not COVID numbers. 
He said, these are antibody numbers. He said, this guy's got so many stinking antibodies, he'll never have to worry about, (laughs) are you hearing me? That's God, amen. We need to say, spring up, oh well, instead of sitting around saying we're dying and everything's falling apart, amen. So you and I need to understand that that, uh, I don't believe that Enoch was your typical the sky is falling kind of guy. Does anybody else understand that? He walked with God. He talked with God. He had relationship with God. How many knows you can't walk with God without worship? Oh, well. Come on, you can't, you can't come in early, early, early when, when, when Adam and Eve sinned and, 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 and God killed animals and made coverings. There was a sacrifice and Cain and Abel brought their offerings as a worship and God refused Cain's and accepted Abel's. That, do you understand this was all how do you approach God? So here's a guy that's figured it out, Nick. He's figured it out so good that he walks with God. He's with God every day apparently. He's learned how to get God's presence and God's favor. And I like one old preacher said it this way. He said one day him and God were walking somewhere in a nice part of the earth and God looked at him and said, well, Enoch said it's closer to my house than it is yours. Just go home with me. And Enoch left. Hallelujah. But here's the thing. It's impossible to please God without faith. But Enoch had this testimony. He pleased God. And I believe he pleased him by praise. I believe he pleased him by worship. Come on. I believe he pleased him. Amen. By communion. Caden daily. I ain't got time to listen to what the enemy has to say. I have to believe what God says. Amen. Give him praise if you would. I want to set this up for you. I want to talk to you just for a moment about the bronze serpent. Earlier in this chapter, you can go back and read it in verses four through six. The Bible said the people, they needed water. What's the difference? And the scripture says that they They grumbled and they complained. And the people spoke against God, it says in verse 5, and against Moses and said, You brought us out of Egypt to die in the wilderness for there's no bread, neither is there any water, and we're sick to death of this manna that you've been feeding us. That's basically what they said. And so all of a sudden, instead of worshiping and believing God, they start complaining. They speak against God and Moses, can you say amen? But the cause, the God sent serpents in to bite them. Listen, God punished them for their grumbling and their hatefulness. You don't dishonor God and disrespect God and not pay a price for it. I love that. Amen? I mean, if you can get close to God by worship, you can get away from God by rebellion. Are you hearing me? And by complaining. And so all of a sudden, God sends snakes in and they begin to bite them. And God tells Moses, make a brass snake and lift it up on the pole. And everybody that looks on the snake will be healed. Because what that does, when you look up on the snake, you're you're admitting I was wrong to complain. And God punished me. And I accept that punishment. And they got healed. Jesus referenced this in John when he said, even as Moses lifted up the serpent, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. The way you get people saved, hear me, and get people right with God is not sit around and pat them on the back and tell them how wonderful they are. You take them to the cross and let them see the sinless Son of God and let them know that he died for their stinking sins, every one of them. Are you with me? 
and they get convicted. And so the, the problem was the uncontrolled tongues of the complainers. They, verse 5 said they spoke against God and Moses. As a result, the Bible said, verse 6, many of the people died. Listen, we all get discouraged sometimes with circumstances. We can't always control our circumstances. How many's had circumstances you couldn't control? I have. But I tell you what I can control. I can control my tongue. I can control my worship. Come on, I can control my praise. I can be very careful not to lay anything to the charge of God. Can you say amen? The Bible said Job in all of his trouble never accused God falsely. Can I get a witness? He said the Lord gives and the Lord takes away and blessed be the name of the Lord. So all of a sudden we must use our words of faith. Amen. We must begin to, to speak what God has put in our hearts. When, when these children of Israel, this second time, this second account I've read to you when God said took them to a well to a place called beer I wish they'd call it coke or something Pepsi or something besides beer but they call it beer which was Shidem which which means the well can you say amen and uh, uh, when they got to the well it said God spoke to Moses and said gather the people and I'm going to give them water can you see this instead of them saying we hate your guts Moses you brought us out here you and this God going to let us die Moses gathered them up and said now, children, here's this well. And God said, I'm going to give them water. And all of a sudden, somebody struck a chord on some kind of instrument. And they broke out in a song and started to sing, spring up, oh well. Spring up, oh well. They begin to worship. And God sent a river out of a well and watered all of those people. Give him praise, if you would. Hallelujah. I want you to get this. There is over coming power in worship. Huh? There's overcoming power in your testimony. There's overcoming power, not when you say, you know, it's like a parrot mimicking something you heard, but when you say what God says, everything changes. When the doctor says you got cancer, they, they did that to me years ago, 20 years ago. They looked at me and told me I had a particular type of cancer and the doctor said, you'll be dead in a year. <laughs> I'm still good. <laughs> they, they said, you're going to be dead in a year. I looked at him and said, with his stripes, I'm healed. He said, what? I said, I ain't going to die. He said, I'm a doctor. I said, I don't care. I'm a Pentecostal preacher. He said, I've met your kind before. That's what he said. He said, listen, I'm telling you by, by my knowledge, you will die with this. I said, I'm telling you, if I was going to die, God would have done told me. And he ain't mentioned it. Hello? I believe that. I believe God told Moses, go up on the mountain, look in Canaan and die. When he gets ready, I like what Glenn Sturgill did, that great old prophet from the mountains of Virginia, Sid Renfro's dad. And he, he went through, you know, God had used this man. I, I won't go into all of his story, but he'd been a prophet of God for years. And Sid said one morning, said, I was at home. My phone rang. And she said, you know, Daddy was in good health. And she said, uh, she answered the phone and said, hello. And he said, Sid. She said, hey, Daddy. He said, gather the children, come in. I'm going home today. 
She said, what do you mean, Daddy? He said, God's calling me home. I'm going to die today. She said, I jumped out of bed, put a house coat on, didn't even hardly get clothes on, started calling, said, get to the house. Daddy's dying. They said, what? She said, Daddy said, God said he's going home today. They all got to the house. He gathered them around the bed. Amen. He spoke blessings over them, prayed over them, closed his eyes and died. Are you hearing me? God is that kind of God. Hallelujah. That's better than laying in a nursing home and somebody having to feed you and clean you. Can you say amen? Come on, somebody help me. There's overcoming power in your testimony. Revelation 12 and 7. Listen, I want you to understand what we're fighting against today. I'm talking about the COVID. I'm talking about the political unrest. I'm talking about the division in the nation. And we're, we, you know, we, we, you know we, we got one side hates Donald Trump. We got the other side, they, they, they hate Nancy Pelosi or whoever. I, I shouldn't call names. This is, this is not on the Internet yet, so I'll just say it. They just, you know, the donkeys hate the elephants. Are you hearing me? They all just hate each other. Red and blue states, they've just divided us, and, and we're, all, uh, we're all right. No, you're all wrong. Because listen, here I want you to understand what we're fighting against. Revelation 12 and 7 said there was war in heaven, are you with me? And Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought and his angels fought, and prevailed not, neither was their place found in heaven anymore. Amen. So it said, and the great dragon was cast out. Now, get this I'm talking about a war in heaven. I'm talking about Lucifer and a third of the angels. He's called him the dragon. And it said, the serpent called the devil. And Satan, which deceives the whole world, he was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. That, that's who we're fighting with. And he said, I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, and now is salvation come and strength and the kingdom of God and the power of Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. Listen, I want you to know Satan has been stripped of his power. But he makes, he accuses, he brings accusation. He, he brings trying to trip us up day after day after day. And watch this, they, the people in the earth, overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony and they loved not their lives unto death. I want to throw in a scripture here. So here's what we fight against. Paul said in Ephesians 6 and 10, he said, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. He said, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Amen. Watch, because we're not fighting against flesh and blood. Nancy Pelosi's not my enemy. Come on. I mean, I, I don't believe in nothing she stands for, and I'm against her all day long. Are you with me? She, she's for abortion. I shouldn't be, I'm not, not getting political. I'm just telling you, that's not my enemy. You may, you may be a Democrat in here this morning that Donald Trump is not your enemy. I love the way you're shouting. Mitch McConnell's not your enemy. Come on. And, but we put on the whole armor of God that we can stand against the wiles of the devil for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Here's what we're fighting against. Principalities, powers, the rulers of the darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places. Listen, Satan is not some disorganized joker running around. Are you hearing me? He, he is the prince of darkness and under him there are principalities and powers and rulers. There are spirits that hover over 
certain regions. Are you hearing me? There's been a homosexual spirit over San, over San Francisco for, for, for decades, not just the last few years. There's been a spirit of adultery and fornication and drunkenness over Nashville, Tennessee. Is anybody hearing me? For decades, not just a few years. There's a, there was a spirit that took over a place called Woodstock, New York back in the, back in the 70s, early, late 60s, early 70s. And drugs erupted from that place and, 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 and promiscuous sex erupted from that place and moral values began to crumble because of the unleashing of a principality that was not stopped and not put in its place. I love the way y'all are looking at me. I've come to tell you today my problem doesn't walk around with a pair of shoes on and a body that I can look at. My problem is a demonic force of hell that's been organized to come against America, to come against the church, and we can sit around and profess and claim and grumble all the destruction that's coming our way, or we can look up to God and say, greater is he that's in me, and begin to cry out, spring up, oh well, God begin to move across our land. Give him praise, if you would. This time when the Israelites needed water, your Bible says that they simply remembered God's promise. They heard it. They believed it. That's all I have to have. Instead of complaining, I worship. Amen. I'm not as young as I used to be. Sometimes my knees hurt. Sometimes my elbows hurt. Anthony's laughing at me. Sometimes I, I'm a little slow to remember. And uh, I, I did a wedding yesterday, and it went off without a hitch. But uh, in the rehearsal, I called Logan Josh, and I don't know what I called Sarah Beth. I may have called her Patsy or something. I don't know. And uh, people look at me like, I can't believe you did that. I said, well, I forgot. Are you with me? But I want to tell you something. When I really need God to move, I just call on this. This is not in my mind. This is in my heart. This is my life. I believe every word of it. I've lived for it, and I'll die with it. Amen, when my time comes. And so all of a sudden, instead of complaining, they started a praise song. Hallelujah. How many of you feel better when you worship? than you do when you complain? Huh? How many of you husbands feel better when your wife worships instead of complaining? Y'all afraid to raise your hand? How many of you wives feel better when your husband worships instead of complaining? Y'all got more nerves than they do. <laughs> Let me go on. Uh, John chapter 4, Jesus said to that woman in verse 13, if you drink of this water, this well, you'll thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I give him shall never thirst. That water, amen, that I give him shall be in him a well of water springing up unto everlasting life. I believe that God's word is a fountain of life. I believe the Holy Spirit, Jesus said, out of your belly will flow rivers. I believe that's the rivers Jesus was talking about. The Holy Ghost rises up in us. I noticed yesterday when I was dealing with this devil, I'd be rebuking that thing, and he'd try to rise up against me, and every time he's getting weaker, but sometimes I'd start getting a little weary with it, and all of a sudden the Holy Ghost hit me, and I'd take off talking in tongues. And uh, 
I know a lot of people have trouble with that, but I don't. Because when you pray in the Spirit, your spirit man's edified. You're built up. I feel my strength come back. And this didn't go on all day. This, this, this whole ordeal lasted about an hour and a half yesterday. God set a man free. Are you hearing me? Set him free. Got saved. I expect he'll be here at the 1130 service. Nick, come on to the music. I want to conclude with this. Psalm 46 and 4 said, there is a river. Say that with me. There is a river. Say it like this. There's plenty of water. Say there's an abundance of water. There's a river that flows right out of the throne of God. There is a river. Watch this. The streams whereof shall make glad the city of God. The holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. One writer said the allusion here is either to the river Kidron, which ran by Jerusalem, or to the waters of Shiloh, which by different courses and branches ran right through the city and supplied several parts of it with water. To the joy and comfort of its inhabitants, but the words are to be understood in a figurative sense and applicable into gospel times. And this river either designs the gospel the streams of which are its doctrines, which are living waters that went out from Jerusalem and which published glad tidings of great joy. I love this, to all sensible sinners and saints who will believe this spring up, oh well. If you've got needs this morning, spring up, oh well. If you're feeling a little bad this morning, you got some symptoms in your body of, of arthritis, or some doctor said you've got cancer. I mean, I got figured out like this. I ain't gonna die till God's ready for me to. And I ain't gonna let some diagnosis make me sit around grieving myself to death. Spring up, oh well. She ought to God healed me. He's healed me of cancer. He's healed me. I fell off of a ladder back here building, doing this remodel in this church. And I broke ribs and they punctured my lungs. And they sent me to UK because they said the trauma was too bad for, for the hospital here. I thought, well, I'm not that bad, I didn't think. But I knew I was in, I was in, in trouble kept believing God they put me in a trauma unit at UK hospital and my wife was in there sitting in the room with me and about 3 o'clock in the morning a whole team come running in there calling some kind of code and they rushed me out of there into an emergency facility my wife thought I was dying I didn't know what was going on I just was oblivious to it in the shape I was in I guess but God moved hallelujah before I checked out a doctor stood by my bed and I don't know why he'd done it Mandy but he reached and got me by the hand he said sir you've never been closer to death than you was that morning and I said oh well God wasn't ready for me yet I said I serve God and he's got this you hearing me I can tell you time and time again God has healed me the other day 
The woman looked at me in tears and she said, I know God's got his hand on you. I said, I know he does. I didn't know what she meant. She said, at your age, to survive the COVID, God's got his hand on you. He ain't done with me. There's a well, can you say, man, it's springing up. It's living water. I'm going to worship him. I mean, I'm, I might get bad news tomorrow, but I'm still going to worship I'm, I'm not just talking, trying to flex some spiritual muscles, you know. I'm here to tell you that for over 40 years, I have found out that worship is my way to victory. Prayer is the key that unlocks the door, amen, of faith to heaven. And so instead of around, sitting around, saying it ain't going to get no better. Some of you young people, you need to hear this. Instead of sitting around moping and worrying about popularity and public opinion you need to get in touch with God and let and set, start declaring God the well spring up a well in my life because he's that God can you say man that can do these things stand with me Father we love you hallelujah we love you Jesus for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Jesus said that devil, that enemy, those demons we fight against, they come not but for steal, to steal and kill and destroy. But I have come that you can have life and have it more abundantly. Spring up, O oh well. Bring victory and healings and deliverance to your people in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Michelle, what was the girl's name you mentioned to me? She's got what? A girl named Connie. She's got cancer. She's battling the COVID. Spring up, oh well. God, let living water flow to Connie today. I send healing to Connie today. I bind the cancer spirit and cast it out. I bind the COVID spirit and cast it out. I'm believing you to heal her, Lord. I right now for Sister Judy Hager in the hospital. I bind the spirit of death and affliction, and I send to her healing today. I send healing to Judy today, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. How many in this room? There's a physical affliction in your body that needs to be healed. I want you to just hold your hand up right where you are. I've got a physical affliction. God sees it. Spring up, oh well. Shut up, oh under Out of our belly will flow rivers. God, let the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit of God, begin to bring healing to every one of these people. Now, I release healing over them in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. How many today, your heads bowed, your eyes closed, you're here. Spiritually, you're in trouble. Would you hold up your hand? Nobody's looking but me and God. I need the Lord to move, preacher. I've kind of drifted. I've gone cold. I've got lukewarm. I've, I've lost touch. I can't get a prayer through. My praise falls to the floor. If that's you, hold your hand up. We're going to release you today. Don't be ashamed. Just hold your hand. We're going to release you today. In the name of Jesus. Spring up, oh well. As they begin to worship, let victory come. In the name of the Lord. Healing come in the name of Jesus. Deliverance come in the name of Jesus. Breakthrough come in the name of Jesus. Believe in you, God. 
spring up a well. Spring up in Jesus' name. I want you to look this way while Nick sings. If you want to pray, I want you to come around the altar. You can kneel or stand. These altars, front seats, there's plenty of room. You bring that to God. Bring it to Jesus. Begin to worship Him. Maybe if you want to just come and lift up your hands in His presence and worship Him right now. Will you do it for God to move? Just raise your hands right where you are. Just come on.
the top of his head to the sole of his feet. The Bible said, with your stripes, we're healed. Spring up. service God our God moved in it and my dad had got uh, he got involved with a group that really tried to take over and, and just like pastor said you know I'd pray before we'd go there before we went to plan the funeral they uh, they tried to take over the plan of the funeral and then they tried to do some other things so it was a bad law week but you know I'd just pray and I'd put on that whole armor of God and we came out victorious had a, a great service, a, a preacher that's been my friend for years and years, a mentor to me when I first became a Christian, stood in the power of God with me, and, and we had a wonderful service. Um, I would love to say my very unsaved family all came to Christ, but you know what? Seeds were planted, and that's all we can do. Even now, seeds were, you know, during this COVID time, and we got to stay separated as much as we can seeds were planted and that and that's what we have to continue to do is show people christ in every way we can amen 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 let's pray and we'll be dismissed <clears throat> heavenly father we thank you for this wonderful day we thank you that we see you in every aspect of our life heavenly father that you move no matter what's going on so we give you the honor and all the glory as we go out today, all throughout this week, Lord. Let us look for those opportunities to share your love, to share your spirit, so that way your kingdom can continue to grow even during these tough times. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And all the earth will shout your praise. Our hearts will cry. These bones will sing. These bones will sing.
Jeez. Yeah, it's crazy. On forever, I messed up big time on a two minor in the turnaround. What's the... Okay. And set our hearts on you, Lord, come and We hope you enjoyed today's message and will tune in again next time. Raising the Standard is the media ministry of the Richmond House of Prayer in Richmond, Kentucky. For more information on the various outreaches and ministries of the Richmond House of Prayer, please visit our website at www.rhop.life. Thanks for listening.